Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. We all need some reminders from time to time, right? I certainly do. So in this podcast, I've actually compiled seven organization and time management reminders that we could all need from time to time. So maybe you've been kind of have fallen off the wagon of organizing your home, your space, your life, or maybe just school's getting back into session for a lot of us. Um, Maybe life has just been a little bit crazy. And so here's some reminders, or perhaps you've fallen into some bad habits from the past that you've worked on, but bad habits sometimes have a way of creeping back into our lives. So anyway, in this episode, I'm going to go over just seven little reminders um, to help you overcome some of these challenges that we all face. I certainly face some of these myself from time to time. But first, um, first quick reminder, if you haven't already, I encourage you to join the OOM listener community. So it is uh, $9 a month, and there is a link in the show notes, and the link you can find, it's the Buy Me a Coffee link. Just click on that link and you're going to come up to two different options. The very first one says you could buy me a cup of coffee. That's that's a way for you to support the show. So um, if you just feel compelled and you're like, you know what? I get a lot out of this. I'd like to support this podcast. It was so super appreciated. Um, I know if you're a content creator out there or you watch other content creators, we don't get paid for doing this. I, I wish we just had like some magical like fairy or sugar daddy out there. <laughs> like, you know, some celebrities out there. I wish we got those amazing contracts, but we do not. So um, we so every little bit of support that you can give is so appreciated for this. But if you want to really kind of connect with other listeners, I encourage you to click on the membership tab and the pink level, it's the $9 membership, um, that will get you access to the member-only Facebook group. So if you, for those of you, I have a handful of people that have joined, everyone is really shy out there in Facebook for this group. It's hilarious. So when you get your invitation for the Facebook group, jump in, join, and do an introduction post. Um, Introduce yourself. Just say your name, where you're from, why you're there. Um, Maybe you have something to add to the conversation. You're like, hey, I'm a professional organizer, or I have this dilemma or this challenge or these questions, whatever it is, jump in. I really want to encourage the community. So now that people are finally starting to... um, get over there and I'm trying to, I'll be in there a little bit more trying to warm things up, but also I want to make it a source of resources for you guys. So in the file section of the group, I will often upload printables or things that I've talked about in the past. These are in PDF format, so you can download them um, to your computer or even print them out if you so desire. So if you've taken any of my like online classes in the past, I've kind of just compiled everything in one spot. And you as members have access to all of that. So if you just need a little reminder, you know, go in there, see if something speaks to you, print it out. And from time to time, 
I will even do some show notes um, in the form of like a one-page PDF, like again, kind of bullet points with some notes on the sec on the side, so that if you want to listen to an episode again and you need to take a few notes, you have that as an option. I won't. I'm not doing that for every episode. That is a lot of work. But if it's something that you guys like, perhaps I can do it more, especially for my members. Also, for the members, um, you guys are going to really have a say in the direction of this podcast. I want to really um, take what you guys uh, are that's important to you, the topics that are most important to you, the the challenges that are the most important to you. So we'll have some of those discussions in the Facebook group. Um, maybe from time to time, I've talked about jumping on and doing a Zoom doing some FaceTime with members. Um, I've done that in the past and it's really a lot of fun. It's for some reason I get so like energized from doing that. So stay tuned if you're a member. If you're interested, again, nine bucks a month. Um, You can cancel at any time. There isn't any kind of contract or obligation. But if you just want to check it out, I encourage you to do so. Again, click on the buy me a coffee link. Um, and if you have any questions, um, shoot me an email at oneorganizedmama.com. Okay, so seven reminders. Number one, if you, if this is your challenge where you just can't find anything and you lose things frequently, let's talk about that for just a second. So you just like you feel like you're wandering in your own home, your own space, and you're just lost and you can't find stuff. Well, let's let's talk about what your space is probably like. I would imagine that maybe that clutter could be an issue. There perhaps is a lot of stuff like on countertops, drawers aren't designated for specific items. So this reminder is going to go into actually the next one too. But of course you need to de- to declutter. And I have a lot of podcast episodes on decluttering. So go back and listen to any of those if that's something that you really want to, to get real, a lot of details on. But you have to declutter. You have to get rid of stuff. And again, I'm not going to go super deep into this on this episode, but you cannot get organized unless you're willing to declutter. Bottom line, I said it. I will die on that hill. This is something that you just, you can't, you can't just move piles of stuff around. That doesn't work. You actually have to go through the process of letting go of items. So again, I have a lot of podcast episodes. Scroll back and find some. If you need to go a little deeper in that, again, consider jumping into my membership group and I would be happy to talk more about this and and help you guys with your specific challenges when it comes to decluttering. But again, this is probably what's happening. And if you just start to get rid of the stuff that you don't use, you don't want, you don't need anymore, it literally clears your path. You literally can see more stuff. You'll know where you place stuff. So a simple decluttering, getting on a good schedule with that will definitely help you not lose things so frequently. Or you could be like my husband. <laughs> Just he loses things no matter where he's at. So sometimes there are those people. And for that, 
If you have a solution to that, by all means, please let me know because goodness gracious, that man loses everything. Okay, so one of the remedies to not um, being able to find things is when you create a home for every item in your home. This is this and my 20-minute tidy from my clients who I've worked with, uh, organization clients back in the past. This is the one thing that like they follow me on social media or I've, I've become friends with some of them and they always come back and they'll say, hey, Janelle, I still find a home for every item in my home. And so I have to say in our home, in my home, for the most part, everything has a place where it belongs. Granted, there might be times where that place or that home might look a little bit not so neat or tidy, but I'm like, you know what? It's working for me right now. Like for instance, we had an issue on a trip that we took um, being overcharged for some bags. And so I had to save save all the the tickets and the travel documentation because I'm still fighting with that. And so it's just like on the counter in this lump of, you know, when you have your tickets and your boarding passes, everything is kind of like folded and crumpled up a little bit. It doesn't look that neat, but I need that in a conspicuous spot for the moment until I handle it, until I get that resolution to that problem. And then once I do, I can toss those items away. But for the moment, um, it's right there. It's right by my laptop. And my husband will want to like sometimes toss. I'm like, no, 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 don't. I need that. I need it to be conspicuous. That's its home for the next few days until I get um, resolution to this issue that I'm fighting with the airline on. So that's its temporary home. Now we have, we live in a neighborhood where you have to have like an access, little access key for like gates, walking gates, things like that. That has a home. And I have preached to my family, anytime you have any kind of community keys or passes or anything like that, keep it in the drawer. Like it has a home. And that home is in a drawer. So in our new home, we've specified a drawer, a drawer in our kitchen that is a utility drawer. And in that drawer are car keys, um, the community keys, fobs, all of that type of stuff, um, pens um, that have a, their own little container, post-it notes and scissors. That's it. That's it. And it's just sort of that grab and go kind of drawer, like in the kitchen, like, hey, I'm, I'm running to the store. I need to jot down a few items that I need real quick. Or let me grab a pair of scissors when I'm opening the mail, whatever. It's all kind of right there in one drawer. And my family knows it. And I went through this process when we moved into our new home that I said, if you see a sticky note in a drawer or inside a cabinet, that means I've organized this space and the items that are on there are the only things that are allowed in this. So for instance, I don't have very deep drawers in our new home. They're like two inch deep, drives me nuts. Um, So I can't put folded towels, like the kitchen towels in our drawers. I have to actually put them in a cabinet underneath. So when I did that, I was like cabinet or when they open the cabinet on the inside of the door, it says cookbooks and kitchen towels. And I'll keep it in there so that they, when they're putting stuff away, they know where stuff goes. They can just kind of open a drawer cabinet. So literally every 
item in my home has a place where it goes. So if you're still a little bit confused by that, just consider these questions. Who does it belong to? Put it in their room. Where do you use it? Put it in that room. When do you use it? Well, a few things with this. So for instance, if it's a holiday decoration or something like that, that comes out only once a year, then it's fine to put it like in maybe in a bin, in a storage unit, garage, wherever you store those items. But if it's something that you use more frequently, for instance, a stand mixer is a really great um, example of this, then perhaps you put it somewhere where you are not taking up valuable uh, real estate in your kitchen. So perhaps you're putting that like kind of maybe high up in a cabinet or on a top shelf or kind of down low where it's kind of a pain to get it out, but you're not using it every day. So you don't want something that's that big taking up valuable real estate in your kitchen for everyday kind of items. So something to consider when you're creating a home for every item in your home. But lastly, if you're still not sure, group like items together. That's it. It's as simple as that. So grouping like items together, if it's a toy, it goes with the toys. If it's home office, it goes with home office stuff. If it's, you know, a spoon, it goes in the spoon drawer. You get what I'm saying? So it's as simple as that. Which brings me to my next little reminder that some of you may struggle with is the overanalyzing and overthinking. So let's talk about that for a second because you may struggle finding a home for every item in your home because you overthink it. All right, let's talk about this. First and foremost, why are you overthinking it? Don't think about that too much. That was a little tongue in cheek, probably not as funny as as it was in my head. But I want you to just make a decision. Just like I did with the, the travel information where I'm trying to get this refund, it doesn't look pretty. It has a home. So when I hear back from whoever I need to hear back from, I know where to run and find the documents real quick. So again, so maybe you're like, well, I can't just put it in a spot like that because everyone will think I'm my messy or my home is messy. Maybe you're kind of coming from that angle of believing that you're a perfectionist. Um, I'm I very controversial stuff to say about that, so I won't totally get into it. But your idea of perfection is probably not someone else's idea of perfection. So you kind of have to let some of that go and just make a decision. It's okay. Because guess what? Most decisions you make when it comes to this stuff are not permanent. It's not a permanent decision. I just bought a couple of chairs um, for our living room and my husband actually set them up. They're from Wayfair and you know you have to put them together. And um, he kind of set up in the living room, kind of flanked the couch with them. And I'm like, this isn't working for me. And so, but I let him stay for about a, a couple of weeks. And I'm like, I'm not feeling this. And I get his ideas because like when you sit in that chair, you you can see the TV. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try something different. So this morning I actually made a little setting. So I actually like put them together, took one of the end tables, put it in between them and made a little bit of a setting. But guess what? Our house 
is like our living space is actually not as big as what we were used to in our other home back in Vegas. And so that little sitting area kind of spills over into what is should be or what we eventually plan to be like a formal dining area. So it's like we just have like when those our new homes are one of those ones that have just like the big, huge open space and then they're, you know, they have bedrooms kind of around it. So the the center of the house is just one big open space with the kitchen, the dining table, the living room and the dining room. So that being said, last night, I was like, I just, I don't, every time I walk in the house, it just feels kind of like, it doesn't look like we've really moved in. It looks like we're still moving in. So I kind of made a little seating area, but that seating area kind of bleeds over into where we're going to eventually put a dining table. That's okay. Chairs are movable. That's okay. Right now, I'm really loving how I set it up. Don't tell my husband, but I think he actually kind of likes it too. I'm actually kind of liking it because it feels a little bit cozy. And if and when the time comes to get a, a new dining table, I'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Maybe make another little seating area on the opposite side of the room. It's okay. It doesn't matter. For now, this is working. Um, this little space is working really well. It looks nice. It's aesthetically pleasing. And again, I can always change it in the future. So, so let go of this idea that it has to be like the home, the permanent home. And on that note, let me just throw in another quick reminder that I just thought of. When, if you're familiar with my four step system with organizing, I have step one is declutter and sort. Step two is create a zone. Step three is teach and maintain and step four is, or excuse me, step three is label and contain. Step four is teach and maintain. Step three, label and contain. The reason that I have it as step number three is because that's when you get to run out and go buy all the cool labels and the organization containers, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want you spending that money until you've created a zone. So I've always put that very specifically at number three because my time as a professional organizer, I've seen a lot of people, they thought if they ran to the target aisle where all of the containers were and they brought them home, that that would magically organize their house. It doesn't work that way. You have to actually create a space. And if this space is working for you, then great. Go ahead and invest the money into the aesthetics of it. Buy the pretty baskets, the pretty containers, the pretty furniture that will enhance that space. By all means, get super creative. Have a lot of fun with that. But I'm just here to save you some time, money, and headaches along the way. So don't skip over. Make sure you're doing your decluttering first. Make sure you're creating a zone, which is essentially finding a home for every item in your home. And then if that is actually working for you, that home, then yeah, by all means, go have fun and get as creative as you want with all of those fun products. Um, let's see. So over on overanalyzing, uh, yeah, you can change your mind later. Things are not permanent. All right. Another reminder is if this is a challenge that you face when you have you have gone shopping or Amazon's delivered a few packages to your doorstep 
and you haven't put anything away. Let's talk about that for a second. So number one, when you purchase something, it needs to be immediate. It needs to be an immediate habit. Just think about it. I mean, I would hope all of us when we are coming home from the grocery store making that massive investment because we all know the cost of living has gone up quite significantly recently, but especially when you're buying those groceries and you have the perishable items, we're all putting those away immediately, right? Um, We definitely know that they have a home or refining or creating a home for those items, but everything needs to be put away. If you struggle and you're finding yourself in this really bad habit of not putting items away, let's discuss this for just a second. Um, Do you think perhaps maybe you're overbuying? And if you are, just a second, I'll I'll, um, have a couple of tips on that. All right. Yeah, a couple of tips on that in just a second. But that might be you just don't know where to put the stuff. So I want you to back up again over the reminders that I just went through, it means you probably need to A, do some decluttering, B, find a home for every item in your home so that when you do bring in new items, you know exactly where to put them. Do you see why I have the steps in the order that I do? Number one, declutter and sort. Number two, create a zone. Number three, label and contain. And number four is teach and maintain. When you bring new stuff in, that's part of the maintenance part. So you're replenishing, replacing items in your home. You have to be able to know where they go. So really try to get away from the really awful habit of just like leaving stuff in bags and boxes on your countertops, um, shoving it in drawers, shoving it in closets. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. And if you need to go through a period where you're just not buying items for a moment, then do it until you kind of get through and declutter your space. Just get to that point to say, I'm only going to buy the necessities until until I can figure out where everything is going to go. Right now, we um, are... We're, my husband and I are realizing we probably need a second fridge. We had like the second fridge thing in our Vegas home. And what I, I was getting, I needed to go to the grocery store today. And I intentionally didn't because I opened my freezer this morning. You know, it's the, the, a lot of the fridges have like the bottom freezer, you pull out the drawer and it is like jam packed in there right now. And I was like, dang, the store I wanted to go to Trader Joe's, by the way, which is like a 45 minute drive for me now. I was like, I was going to, I love to buy a lot of their frozen stuff. So I opted not to go today until I go through some of the frozen stuff that we already have and make use of it, eat it, of course, um, so it doesn't go to waste. And then I can replenish that. But in the meantime, no Trader Joe's shopping for me until we clear out some space. So that's a very intentional thing on my part to make sure that I'm not overbuying and being wasteful with the items that we buy and or our money and our resources. So if you're not putting stuff away, put it away, get in that habit, open that Amazon package, get, grab those scissors out of your utility drawer, um, put those items away. And if you need to get rid of that Amazon app or whatever app it is on your phone in the meantime, because you just have a, an awful habit of overbuying, do it. Delete the app. It's not going to kill you. 
just delete it until you get some of the clutter under control around your home. Okay, um, a reminder about overbuying. Um, you, how do you know when like you struggle, you just keep buying the same thing or you too many of the same thing, um, but you, you can't remember. Here's a really great um, tip, and this is a reminder of, again, creating a home for every item in your home. Group like items together. It's as simple as that. Um, for instance, you know, if you're in your kitchen, group all the spatulas together so that you're not tempted if you're at, you know, Crate and Barrel or Williams Sonoma and like, this is a really cute, cool spatula. No, no, walk away from it. Be like, you know what? I can barely open the drawer or shove another spatula in the spatula crock on my counter. So if you know we, that you have a ton of items, then you're likely not going to overbuy. So grouping like items together. And that also helps to, especially like in fridges and pantries, um, places like that, if you just group everything together and you forget to add something to your shopping list or check uh, while you're in your, at the grocery store and you're like, dang, I don't know if we have flour or not. If you've kind of grouped those baking items together, you'll generally walk by it on a daily basis and be like, nope, I remember last night, have a full black bag of flour in my pantry, good to go. So grouping like items together. And again, it, it helps you, it trains you, it trains your family so that step number four can happen. And you are teaching yourself, teaching your family, and maintaining your space because organization is an ongoing thing. It's a lifestyle and lifetime habit, and it's something that you need to get everybody on board with. And let me tell you this real quick. I feel like I need to say this. It doesn't mean having a perfect home. An organized home is not synonymous with having a perfect home. Two totally, completely different things. And again, I've seen a lot of people who claim to have perfect homes. Their homes aren't that perfect after all. So <laughs> hate me if you want to. It's okay. All right. Um, let's see. Okay. What about when you're just unmotivated? Super, super unmotivated. Um, easy solution. Just tell yourself, you know what? I can give myself 20 minutes. I can give myself 18 minutes. I don't know. Get creative with your timer on your phone. I can put on my favorite playlist and get this task done. I had something I had to do for my real estate business this morning. And I was like, oh gosh, it was like splitting, merging a PDF and different things. And it was just kind of a pain. And it was something that I actually didn't need to do until later in the day. I got it done first thing this morning. There's a lot of things that you can do when you're not feeling motivated, kind of take a look at your natural rhythm during your day. Are you are you more energized in the morning? Do you get a boost of energy in the afternoon? Are you like a, a night owl? Take advantage of those times. So there's usually a period um, in the middle of the day where I am the least motivated. And I have to actually watch out and be really careful because this is almost like my lunch break period. Being self-employed, I, I can kind of manage my day such. Um, but every once in a while, I will find, I will like, oh, I'm going to catch up on a Netflix show. And then one Netflix show goes into the next, to the next. Next thing I know, I'm like, I'm still in my pajamas. I haven't showered. <laughs> my husband's on his way home and I'm like... Ah, so I have to like kind of be very mindful of the the periods of my day where 
I just kind of lose some steam. So I, what I try to do instead is do something that just kind of helps me kind of relax for a minute, take a little break, take a breather, and then I have to force myself back up and start to do some stuff. And sometimes I'll start with just easier tasks um, to kind of rev the engine back up. But be mindful because I think as humans, I believe we all kind of have our own little patterns and unique times when we have more motivation versus when we don't um, during the day. My husband really knows his quite well. He kind of, as soon as he gets home from work, he doesn't really take time to chill because he knows he ain't getting back up from that couch if he does. So he actually kind of works off the momentum from work. And so when he gets home, now that he has more of a nine to five kind of job, he kind of just runs with it. So he like comes home, changes out of his work clothes, either gets a workout in, um, does his little tasks around the house and stuff. And then after dinner, we do our family tidying up time, 20 minute tidying. And then after that, he'll kind of start to like, be on the the decline for his day and start to chill and then I'll notice he'll get on his phone or watch a show or do something like that so you have to kind of know yourself watch for your natural patterns and kind of work with those but again like I said at the beginning of this even if it's just hey let me focus on this task for 20 minutes let me put a timer on my phone and if I know I can just focus hyper focus on this get this done in 20 minutes Sometimes you'll want to go a little bit longer. Depending on what the project is, I always discourage going longer when it comes to decluttering because then sometimes we end up with a lot of piles and I don't want you to be left with piles. I want you to handle those piles immediately. But maybe it's a work task or you're cleaning or doing yard work or whatever it is, writing a chapter in your book. Um, whatever it is, um, just put that timer on and see how much you can get done. Maybe you're dreading every minute and when that timer dings, you can at least pat yourself on the back and be like, hey, I got it done. So definitely do things that um, help motivate you. I always say I love listening to podcasts, but I can, most of my podcasts, especially my business podcasts, I can only listen to in the morning. They kind of drain me if I listen to them in the afternoon. So in the afternoon, I have to like listen to something like um, my reality TV show podcasts or my royal family news podcasts or um, music or something that's a little bit more fun in the afternoon. Because like I said, I do have that little struggle with that lull in my day. So I need help with on the motivation factor. So find whatever it is that um, will help you get over that hump. Okay, last one. Oh boy, pet peeve. Pet peeve of all pet peeves of mine. And I, I just like with the perfection thing, I'm so opinionated about this. I will die on this hill too. <laughs> Forgive me, but I'm sorry. If you are consistently late, you're either an incredibly rude person or you are not organized. You have a massive time management and organization problem if you are consistently and frequently late. And shame on you for wasting other people's time. Time is the most precious resource we have. And you know what? I'm here to say, 
shame on you if you waste other people's time. And sometimes this is, I've seen this in a lot of different ways, um, certainly as a business owner. You know, we're all late from time to time. It happens. That's not what I'm talking about. If we've just like, goodness knows, I've been late from time to time. It's the people that are habitually late. And 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 again, I've seen this a lot. And I feel like it comes from either this sort of, and this is just me speculating, narcissistic kind of thing of like when someone, um, I've seen this where they were like, I've actually had, let me just tell you the story real quick. I was actually throwing a baby shower for somebody years ago. And I supposedly had a friend helping me on the baby shower. And um, the day of the baby shower, it was at my house. And so I got up early. It was putting everything together, texting the friend that's supposed to help me. I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. And she ends up showing up like 15 minutes before the baby shower. And she went to go get a a manicure and a pedicure. And I just thought, oh, this is somebody that has some issues with um, narcissism, I would say, I would venture to say. But that's an example that just somebody that just doesn't respect other people's time. And, you know, she was, she was supposed to be there like an hour and a half before and she, you know, shows up an hour and 15 minutes late and completely unapologetic. And so sometimes there are those people. And I don't even know if you can get through to a lot of them. But a lot of times and what I've seen with a lot of wonderful clients I've worked with that it does not come from any sort of malintent like that whatsoever. It's simply a time management and sometimes or disorganization issue that they have. So that's who I'm talking to. If this is something that you do struggle with, like you mean well, you just can't get out of the door on time. You just don't know what your hiccups are along the way. So let's talk about that for just a second. All right. First and foremost, I'm a big believer in you must plan each and every single day, period, has to be done. Now, this doesn't have to seem as daunting as it sounds sometimes. Just have a plan for your day. No. Tomorrow, what are the the things I need to show up for? Perhaps it's work. Perhaps it's meeting clients. Perhaps it's hitting the gym. Whatever it is, you, you have an idea of what your day is going to entail. Plan it out. If you need to use some digital reminders like alarms on your phone, that's a really great way to do it. Um, if you need to map out directions, um, and always be mindful of that. Like for instance, if you're mapping something out at nine o'clock at night, you may not be, and you live in a city with a lot of traffic, just be mindful if you're going to be hitting rush hour traffic, things like that. But just sort of like, Hey, I need to be at this address at 10 o'clock. Ooh, it looks like it's a 48 minute drive. Be mindful of that. Um, just know you're going to probably give yourself a full hour to, to get there so that you're not late or, and, or wasting anyone else's time. But maybe it's, you can't find stuff. You struggle. You're, you just, you get up, you don't know where stuff is. Again, I encourage you to go back, listen to the beginning of this podcast, and perhaps it's a disorganization issue. You can't find your keys. You really, really need to make sure that you're placing things in spots, especially things like wallets, purses, phones, chargers, cell phone chargers, keys, um, children's belongings. Um, That is something that I learned early, early on being the mom of three, 
back in the days when I was working, I had a full-time job working outside my home. I, I sound like a broken record with this, but I had to get three different kids, three different places in the mornings. And let me tell you, if there was one little shoe missing or a phone charger or whatever, I mean, it completely blew up our mornings. So we learned early on that the night before all of that planning had to be done. Everyone needed to know where stuff was. And that's definitely a habit that we've carried over throughout the years as the kids have grown up and gotten older. So have a plan for your day. Clear out some of that clutter. Give every item in your home a home where it belongs. And just take some proactive steps that will help you along the way. But friends, those are the reminders I wanted to pop on here and let you guys know about. Hopefully somebody out there needed to hear this um, and just be like, oh yeah, I know I do that. Again, we all have challenges. I certainly face challenges um, in a lot of these from time to time. That's why I'm giving you guys the tips. So if you think this episode can help somebody or they would be inspired, by all means, it's a wonderful, wonderful, um, uh, uh, the best, what am I trying to say? <laughs> compliment. The best compliment to share this episode with somebody that you think could be inspired from it. Um, I do encourage you again to get involved in the listener community. Um and like I said, if you have any questions, just shoot them at oneorganizedmomentgmail.com. But check out the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. Click on memberships to join the memberships. Again, nine bucks a month, no obligation to do. You can do as many months as you want just to check it out and uh, connect with some other members. Would love to have small business owners in there, by the way. Might be a great way for you to connect with potential um, followers, perhaps even make uh, connections, maybe even gain clients in your area of expertise. I don't want it to be super salesy. I don't. So there's going to be some guidelines as far as that. But I would just love to add to the conversation and build a community where um, you all can connect together and then I can jump in from time to time and stir up the pot a little bit. Or again, like I said, if you wouldn't mind, buy me a coffee, support this podcast. It um, is very, very appreciated. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. 